0: Hello, I'm Mike Basella, your host for this podcast and the global community rallied around it. During this episode, I spent time with an Ivy League-trained neuroscientist turned entrepreneur to discuss her pioneering and impactful brain health work and company. Dr. Yale Katz is the co-founder and CEO of BrainCheck, a comprehensive cognitive health startup to help people of all ages understand what's happening in their brain. BrainCheck's easy-to-use platform supports primary care physicians and neurologists in assessing, diagnosing and caring for patients with dementia, Alzheimer's and other forms of cognitive impairment. While together, Dr. Katz and I discussed her professional training and entrepreneurial pursuits, as well as her founding journey with BrainCheck, how her organization is helping her partners and patients during the COVID-19 pandemic and where she sees cognitive health heading in the future. It's a privilege to be able to share Dr. Katz's important work and mission at BrainCheck to help physicians deliver the highest quality, person-centered cognitive care and to help people of all ages understand what's happening in their brain. Because of leaders like Dr. Katz, I know the healthcare industry will better understand the importance of cognitive health for our communities across the nation. Dr. Katz, welcome to our podcast, being recorded from my house in Denver, Colorado, in a makeshift podcast studio I put together as we continue to shelter in place during the coronavirus pandemic.
1: Thank you so much for having me, this is very exciting.
0: Well, Dr. Katz, I'm glad to have you here today, and I'm eager to discuss your important work and the easy-to-use platform you and your team are building that supports primary care physicians and neurologists in assessing, diagnosing, and caring for patients with dementia Alzheimer's, and other forms of cognitive impairment. Also, I'm looking forward to receiving your updates as to how BrainCheck is responding and helping with the COVID-19 crisis. But before we dive into your inspiring work and mission, a bit of housekeeping. For our audience, while listening to any of our episodes, please make sure to join our free online community at passionatepioneers.com in order to share feedback and ideas with our guests and interact with the global community. And lastly, please subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Bacelli in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, Dr. Katz, it's almost time to discuss your inspiring work and company at BrainCheck. But first, let's take a moment. We got to break the ice a bit so our community can get to know you. Let me randomly select one of three questions here. okay. One thing that you love to do outside of your pioneering work at BrainCheck, what's one hobby? What's one thing that you love to do outside of your work?
1: Ah, this one's probably taken by a lot of people, but I really love to ski so much so that I got an epic pass, even though I live in Houston, Texas. I just really love to be free and to take risks. And it's what I love to do the most.
0: Well, you had me at ski. I am in Colorado. I am an avid and very passionate skier myself and an epic pass holder as well. So, where do you like to ski? Do you come to Colorado? Do you go to Utah? Do you go to Lake Tahoe? Where do you go?
1: Uh, All of the above. Uh, So, basically, try to tack it on to business travel and any excuse I can get. So,
0: what's your favorite mountain?
1: Oh, goodness.
0: There's a lot to to choose from
1: well my favorite mountain that is probably biased by what was my best ski experience but i will go with vale
0: vale okay vale it is vale actually is one of my favorites as well specifically the cloud nine area in the uh, very back of vale i just love the whole mountain in the backside of vale it's an enormous uh, mountain and if you don't know where you're going at vale you can easily get lost but uh, i'm right there with you love vale mountain that's why I like it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You can definitely get lost very quickly. So skiing it is. You definitely have already won my heart over Dr. Katz. So let's start diving in. We have a lot to cover today. So many great things happening with your work, brain check, the growth, all of the incredible technology and innovation you're bringing to the marketplace. But of course, you just didn't get there overnight. Give us a little bit of a sense of how you got to where you are today. You've had an amazing journey up till now, and you're going to continue to do some amazing work for our communities across the nation and beyond. But give us a little taste of how you got to where you are in regards to founding and and running BrainCheck. Give us a little of that history lesson.
1: So uh, it was really a technology in neuroscientists by training. I actually have a background in physics and quantitative sciences, and had the idea of applying technology to the problem of cognitive assessment. And the question was, you know, where could we apply this from a business perspective? So, of course, uh, we all know that best practice is to figure that out before actually starting a company. Didn't do that, just jumped right in and started the company and kind of meandered around for a while. Uh, The first problem that we took on was actually uh, the concussion problem. And that was, don't have a great reason for it. It was just kind of, all in the media and obvious people are, you know, getting hit in the head and we need to be able to assess their cognitive health. Uh, that turned out to be really important and data you know, were able to use that use case to build the product, to refine the product, but it, was, it wasn't a business. And then came the process of building out the team and really properly finding product market fit. And there were two kind of routes that we looked at. One of them was going direct to consumer and asking individuals, hey, are you worried about your brain health? And wouldn't you like to have access to uh, reliable information about how your brain is performing? And uh, the other route was uh, going to doctors and saying, doctors don't really have readily accessible tools to be able to assess patients' brain health. Let's help them with this problem and give them the tools uh, to be able to conduct cognitive assessment in their uh, clinical practice. And um, we ended up kind of making progress on both of those. Um, But the idea was to find this product market fit, the best way to access the market. And uh, we ended up going the B2B route and targeting doctors, providing them with this product, and giving them the ability to assess cognition in clinical practice and uh, that's where we are today that's where we've um, established our company
0: and we're going to dive in a bit more and quite a bit uh, really unpack what brain check is and what you're bringing to the marketplace but I still want to stay back in history because you are an incredibly well trained scientist uh, researcher expert in your field did you know when you were going through your studies that you would one day be an entrepreneur of a tech company did you have any idea that's where you would be giving your work today
1: that is a very interesting question. I definitely did not have a grand plan or another something important from the beginning. I didn't know what that would be. I thought that probably during my studies assumed that, that would be uh, more in an academic context that I'd you know run a lab or a research group. But I think that being an entrepreneur, it's just kind of something that you're born with and whenever I was in science, I kept switching research areas. So I did my undergrad in physics. I did my PhD in neuroscience. I did my postdoc in collective animal behavior, looking at information processing in big groups and managed to convince the National Science Foundation that that was analogous to neural systems. Could get into that another time. But I think that what really, you know, people joke about academia, it's more and more about less and less. So it's just a lot of depth. And I think that I've always known that my personality and being in academia were not the best match. And so it's not altogether surprising that I ended up starting a business where it's a lot easier to move quickly and the threshold of certainty is a lot less. So in science, I think most of the time is spent after the idea phase, getting from, you know, 99 to 100% sure about something, whereas in you can move a lot more quickly and a lot more time is spent on the idea phase. So the answer to your question is, no, I didn't know, but I'm not shocked either.
0: Are you having a blast with it? You sound like you are, but I just had to ask it. Are you having fun with it?
1: It's a little bit of a rough time, as you know, with the COVID crisis, but yes, definitely having having a good time.
0: Well, we're going to discuss what you guys are doing uh, in regards to your response to COVID-19 in a moment, but let's start diving into brain check. So you mentioned earlier, you're starting to find product market fit. You're out there, you know, testing the marketplace, getting that valuable feedback to find the opportunity to create and actualize a business Give us a little bit more of that. Was it difficult? Were people receptive to the ideas that you wanted to bring to the marketplace? Did people think you guys were a little crazy or ahead of your time? What was that like when you were out there trying to find that product market fit? And what were the responses that you were receiving?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Things changed so much just in the last four years since we've been doing this. I think that when we when Braintalks started, I really remember this conversation I had at one particular medical center where, doctor looked at me like I was insane for encouraging people to, you know, Google questions about their health. Like, are you really encouraging Dr. Google? I think he said something like that. So I think now pretty much everybody takes for granted that that's what people are going to do. And not only that, they realize it's not so bad that it didn't end up with this, you know, crazy catastrophic state where patients were taking things into their own hands and getting to these terrible outcomes. So it's, I think the world has changed a ton in that regard I think the other thing that's interesting is clinical practice is quite conservative and quite far behind research. so when somebody develops a new tool, there's a significant gap between what's done in a research capacity and what's actually implemented by physicians in clinical practice. And I think that also surprised me quite a bit.
0: And so from those lessons, how much did that directly impact what you were and were not building? And are you still seeing the effects of those early conversations in the technology that you currently have in the marketplace today?
1: Yeah, I think that in effect of the fact that we spent a while uh, meandering around is that we built a lot of assets. And so because we tried to go direct to consumer, we built a patient portal. We built the ability for patients to test at home and things like that. And when a crisis happens and you have to kind of rethink your entire business, those assets come in handy. And I think that certainly it's not recommended when you start to be that horizontal. You have to be extremely you know, hyper-focused, as they say. But given that we spent time trying different solutions, we're able to pick up a lot of those assets, and they're extremely useful for us now.
0: Well, and before we dive into the actual technology, what BrainCheck is, what you're bringing to the marketplace, because I'm really excited to dive deep, give us a little bit of context. What is the problem or how big is the problem in our country in regards to, you know, healthy brain health, cognitive care? How big is this Mm -hmm. problem?
1: Yeah, it's a tremendous problem. So cognitive impairment affects 10% of people 65 and over, so extremely prevalent. It's extremely costly, so it's this actually uh, statistic surprised me. Um, from the perspective of a health system, it's more costly than heart disease or cancer, and the problem is that by the time a person goes to the doctors, you know, seeking help with their cognition, oftentimes they're quite far along, and addressing the problem early can avoid so many adverse outcomes, both for individuals and then also for health systems um, in terms of cost. And so getting people to assess their brain health in a proactive manner so they know when they're seeing small changes is extremely important and really not done well at all. Um, When somebody goes to the doctor, there is not a very streamlined protocol for what is done to assess a person's cognition. And so oftentimes problems are missed and uh, that is catastrophic event effects. I think also from a macro perspective, you know, we don't really have drugs for for Alzheimer's disease, for any of the dementias uh, that are out there really. And I think a big reason for this is the lack of data. It's because, you know, we don't assess people's cognition early, don't have a good way of differentiating what types of problems a person's having, and that lack of data has directly contributed to the lack of available treatments currently.
0: Well, thanks for setting up and really understanding the problem at hand here for many of us because I know so many of us are touched by it. I want to start going into the technology, but I'm going to frame it up with your mission, which I love. And BrainCheck's mission is to help physicians deliver the highest quality person-centered cognitive care and to help people of all ages understand what's happening in their brain. So in regards to your mission, what is BrainCheck and how are you helping so many around the country?
1: Yeah. So BrainCheck is a technology platform where we take standard of care assessments for different cognitive domains. So different cognitive domains would be like, you know, executive function or different types of memory, like recall and recognition, visual attention, spatial memory, things like that. And we have specific ways that we assess these different cognitive domains. And normally, Those assessments are done by a subspecialist called a neuropsychologist. So a person would go to a primary care doctor, they'd get referred to a neurologist and a subspecialist, a neuropsychologist. And it's very difficult to get an appointment with a neuropsychologist. They're very lengthy. They're, you know, can take hours long. And as a result, you know, many people don't have access to these assessments. And our product takes those assessments and digitizes them and makes them mobile and enables doctors upstream of the neuropsychologist, which would either be uh, primary care docs or general neurologists, to be able to assess patients' brain health and get a quick read on how they're performing in these different domains.
0: That's exciting. And so how has the reception been from the end users, whether that be patients, whether that be the doctors, how has it been for them and what's the response that you're receiving at BrainCheck?
1: Yeah. So the response is super positive. So with regards to end users, I think one thing that's been consistent through the entire years that we've been working, people really enjoy taking the test. They feel that they got insight, got insight into their brain health and how their brain is performing. And we test people as young as 10 years old and all the way up to in their 90s and people who have different degrees of impairment even and Consistently, people have a good experience with the test and they feel that it's valuable. They're getting insight. They're getting this information uh, to something that is otherwise just completely opaque to them. And with regards to doctors, we've really spent a ton of time on the platform, on the user experience and just making a doctor's life easier, helping them put the platform into their workflows and making it seamless. You know, We're doing that with the version of the test that's done in a doctor's office. Now I know we're going to get to this topic you know, now that patients are homebound, they're not able to go out and see the doctor. We're doing the same thing with the remote experience. So we put a lot of effort into that and it shows with our loyal customers, our doctors that we serve, they've been with us and they continue to use the product and give us great, great reception.
0: Now, in regards to the business side of BrainCheck, do you typically go to just one doctor? Are you going to an entire health system? Are you going to a physician's group? Who are you guys targeting in regards to the technology for the provider side of the aisle of this technology?
1: Yeah. Again, really good question. So right now, most of our customers are private practice doctors and these doctors are entrepreneurs too, right? They can make a decision about what you know what products, what technologies they want to adopt in their practice, you know, very quickly. And private practice doctors can either practice, you know, alone or they can be in groups. So in neurology, one thing that's common is you find many like several different providers kind of in one office. And in primary care, what we find is common is you'll have offices kind of in a region with one centralized management. But generally speaking, these physician practices are entrepreneurial. They can adopt a solution quickly. And as a result, we started, you know, working with them because it was the easiest way to get traction, make an impact. We are also working with health systems, large health systems, but that's quite a lot slower. There, the protocols are really standardized from the top down. And we work with health systems to show basically that we can impact the different decision points in patient care. So, you know, step one, patient comes in. Step two, they tell the doctor that they feel they're losing their memory. Step three, the doctor gives them brain check. And then if the result is this, they do one thing. If the result is something else, they do another thing. So how does that fit into the entire protocol? And we do that. We conduct studies to show the benefits of brain check in terms of changing patient outcomes, changing how long it takes providers to do various steps and show show the benefits. And then from that, we are able to, you know, sell to these health systems. So it takes um, it takes much longer. I think that as we evolve and have the first few uh, commercial contracts with health systems, that will be faster. It's just um, it's the next stage in our progression.
0: And we're going to get into your response around the COVID nineteen crisis in just one moment but I'm already hearing the questions in the back of my head from many of our community members and it centers around what you said earlier about testing 10-year-olds. We have a lot of listeners that have kids and I guarantee they're thinking right now, Mike, why would we want our 10-year-old being tested? Can you share with the community members that I know that they're going to end up asking anyways, why would our youth want to be tested and for what reasons? Yeah,
1: so youth would want to be tested if... You know, especially if they're active in sports and even if they're not active, you know, anyone can have a fall or an accident or anything like that. So if there's a change in a person's cognition, we want to know how can we assess that change and basically is it back to where it started. And so the best way to do that is to have a baseline. So storing a baseline when a person's younger is very valuable. And not only a 10 year old but also people who are in their you know 20s 30s and 40s to be able to establish a cognitive baseline so that if there is a change, we can measure you know where you know what is the extent of the change and where is it and I think that especially for people who are I put this at the far right end of the cognitive spectrum, really smart high functioning high performing people, you know it's, dementia has to be pretty progressed in order to see a difference on a lot of these Screeners that are prevalent, where it's, you know, apple, pear, banana, tell me those three words. I mean, you have to be pretty demented or impaired for any reason to not be able to answer that question if you started out being intelligent and high functioning and so forth. So, having a baseline is really important to be able to assess more subtle changes.
0: Well, thank you for sharing that and getting the answers out there that I know the questions will be coming anyway. So thank you for answering them before they're even asked. So let's turn to your response at BrainCheck in regards to COVID-19. You know, during times of crisis, leaders do what they do best, they lead. And you and BrainCheck are certainly that. You know, the world is changing, has changed rapidly, will continue to change rapidly. How is brain check addressing the needs of the rapidly changing marketplace and the dynamics of just general society, how are you answering the call with a COVID-19 response?
1: Right. So the most obvious thing is how can we get brain check to be administered remotely? And I mentioned earlier, we have a tested home functionality that we built early on in our trajectory, our entrepreneurial trajectory, you know, for different reasons. But now that we have that, we're very fortunate in that we're able to offer that experience to doctors immediately. We're doubling down on product development and working hand in hand with our physician customers to refine that and to make it into a great seamless one click experience to be able to provide brain check to all the people that are at home. I think that one thing that's kind of sad, and underappreciated, I think it's hard sometimes for People with dementia or cognitive impairment to voice that they are ill, that they have a problem, and one of the first signs that somebody is sick with an infection, for example, is changes in cognitive status. Being able to assess that is super important, and we really need to get our solution out there to be able to help seniors who are stuck at home, often by themselves, and give them the ability to assess their brain health.
0: Well, thank you for sharing that, Dr. Katz, and we will be uh, sharing momentarily where people can find the technology and find the resources to do exactly what you just described. So thank you for sharing that. And we'll come back to that in just a moment. But Dr. Katz, again, the world changing so fast right now, where do you see your body of work, your expertise? I usually like to say in the next, you know, one to three, three to five years, But next week's going to be radically different than this week. What does it look like over the next 6, 12, 18 months for you personally, for your company BrainCheck, and for the world at large? Where do you see things over the next 12 to 18 months?
1: Yeah, us as a company, I would say the biggest shift is doubling down on product development. So when we created our plan for what 2020 would look like, you know, before all this happened. Really, the focus was on sales and marketing. So we built a great solution and it was selling. It served a clear need in the market, product market fit, and good unit economics. Basically, how do we scale that up? And when COVID-19 hit, really the focus kind of shifts to now adjusting the product to the new market and basically a renewed focus on product development, engineering, and taking our tested home solution and really making it seamless and integrating it into telehealth solutions that exist, and into doctors' workflows, into patient experiences when they're at home, really, you know, thinking through all this. I think that from our customers' perspective, right now, a lot of them did not have telemedicine solutions pre-existing. And they are also, as entrepreneurs, they can't see patients unless it's an emergency. And their practices are Closing and they have to deal with their staff and all of this. And one way that we're responding, one thing that we can do for them is we can help them get on their feet and get a telemedicine solution up and running more generally. So I think what's kind of interesting is as a tech company, we have bright young technologists and we can help doctors who didn't have a telemedicine solution in place before get one up and running for really anything that they need. Not just brain check, and then, of course, help them use brain check you know in that context, but I think that in the very early initial phases, a lot of the struggle is helping physician practices just really quickly change how they deliver care and you know talking to doctors who are also homebound, right, given staying at home, sheltering in place, whatever we're calling it, and giving them the ability to reboot their practice and start uh, serving their patients.
0: Well, thank you for responding to the crisis and rolling up your sleeves to bring this much needed solutions to many across the nation. It's because of leaders like you that we're going to continue to get through this. I know we will. Realities are very different today than they were mere months ago. But because of leaders like you, know, rolling up the sleeves, continuing to stay dedicated to delivering, you know, the best care we can to so many members of our communities across the country. I thank you for that, uh, Dr. Katz. So let's now talk about how the community can be helping you. It's a passionate community. For anybody that wants to join in, you can head over to our free online community at passionatepioneers.com and we'll be posting this information for you to give Dr. Katz some feedback after she poses an opportunity for engagement. So, Dr. Katz, can you share with our community one problem, need, or question that you or BrainCheck currently have that we can be contemplating or helping you with?
1: I mean, I wish I had a crystal ball. (laughs) I don't think anybody does. But basically, you know, what we're being asked to do is place bets regarding how long this will go on. And I think that it has an impact on, you know, how we resource ourselves, how we run our business. And just it's pretty tough so not really expecting an answer to that, but it's just a tough time when things change day to day and we're responsible for so many people. It's just something that we, responsibility, we really take seriously. I think that we're in a battle for people's attention to a large degree. I think that physicians who are providing non-critical care, which are most physicians, you know, neurologists generally, it's not an emergency with some exceptions. So a lot of doctors are also, and and healthcare professionals staying at home, not sure what to do next. And how do we basically get people's attention to focus on the future and stay calm and rise above the noise and get everybody to row in the same direction?
0: Well, to anyone listening that resides in these worlds, that have connectivity points into the types of patients that BrainCheck serves and has dedicated the company to and the people that have dedicated their lives to the company, please head over to PassionatePioneers.com and let Dr. Katz know how you can be helping This is a world-class team with incredible technology. And to Dr. Katz's point, it is a very noisy time right now in our world. But if there are people that you know that can benefit from Dr. Katz and BrainCheck, please let us know. So with that, Dr. Katz, let's now talk about how we can also find BrainCheck and you online. Where are some connectivity points online, websites, social media handles, or otherwise?
1: Yeah. So our website, www.braincheck.com. And also my email. So my first name is Yael, spelled Y-A-E-L, at braincheck.com. I'm really looking forward to talking with any
0: of you. Excellent. And those uh, contact points will be found in a post over at passionatepioneers.com as well. Uh, so head over there. There'll be some forums and online community to discuss and, and really help out uh, the BrainCheck team. So, all right, we're going to close it out, Dr. Katz. Uh, We've got one last big piece here, and it's a fill in the blank. Here it is. I'm a passionate pioneer because?
1: Because I was born that way.
0: (laughs) I love it. You can sense it in every time I get an email from you or hear from you. You definitely live it every single day. So Dr. Katz, on behalf of our community and everybody rallied around our podcast, thank you for all of your work, your dedication, your persistence, and your passion to continue to bring game-changing technology to help further support so many in our community. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode.